we had we had a task force here. We, I've had multiple conversations with other companies about this, and we were thinking we were going to end up with a hybrid model. Uh, you know, we've got some people that want to come back to the office. I've been back in the office myself for six months, and um, what, and there's definitely those people that want to continue working remote. And I have a very high population of millennial and Gen Z, and a lot of them are saying we want to continue working remotely. So we're trying to accommodate that while also trying to meet the needs of our customers. And some of them require us to be on site. But then we got hit with this second massive wave in India right now, which is throwing everything into upheaval. And now we're revisiting it. And I'm, I'm finding myself questioning that hybrid model and wondering if we are going to end up with, you know, an 80% remote workforce and a 20% work in the office. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. This episode will be out uh, around mid-June, and by then, we know that we are going to have been around 15 months into this COVID pandemic. And one question that people, business leaders, especially HR leaders, are asking themselves is, what's the workplace going to be looking like once we get out of this pandemic or start transitioning out of, of this pandemic? So that's going to be part of the conversation that I'm going to have today with somebody who has been working in the space of HR as an HR leader uh, from companies like Yahoo and VMware for a long time. Amy, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Well, it's great to have you with me today. And let's just dig a little deeper into this big question that a lot of companies are asking themselves right now, which is the the, the, how the, the workplace post-pandemic will be looking like. We're finding that, of course, very often the question has remained focused only on are we going to be back in the office or is it going to be all remote or hybrid? What's going to look like? But of course, this question goes way beyond only where people are going to be working from. So mm -hmm. what are your thoughts about the workplace post-pandemic? You know, I thought we had the answers to this about a month ago. Um, we had we had a task force here. We, I've had multiple conversations with other companies about this, and we were thinking we were going to end up with a hybrid model. Uh, you know, we've got some people that want to come back to the office. I've been back in the office myself for six months, and. Um, well, and there's definitely those people that want to continue working remote. And I have a very high population of millennial and Gen Z, and a lot of them are saying we want to continue working remotely. So we're trying to accommodate that while also trying to meet the needs of our customers. And some of them require us to be on site. But then we got hit with this second massive wave in India right now, which is throwing everything into upheaval. And now we're revisiting it. And I'm, I'm finding myself questioning that hybrid model and wondering if we are going to end up with, you know, an 80% remote workforce and a 20% work in the office, just given that every time we think we've made progress, there's some new variant out there that's throwing everything into upheaval. And people are scared, you know? I mean, yeah. they're not just scared about, COVID, it's not enough to just get vaccinated. It's, well, what's what else is coming that yeah. could disrupt my life or maybe put me in harm's way? So I think we're back to square one. We have to rethink this all over again. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that goes back a little bit to this idea of, of flexibility. Um, I think, you know, we've heard a lot of scientists talking about, you know, 
things going back to something that resembles uh, normalcy as it was before, but then two months later, going back into, you know, chaos mode because there's a new variant of the mm-hmm. of the of the virus or maybe a country that hasn't been able to you know fully deal with it like you know India or Brazil so mm-hmm. so we may have to be going through these waves of change going forward and uh, let, let me ask you this how, how do you help uh, this question of course pertains to this workplace of the future or post pandemic how do you help your people have some uh, level of sanity amid all the chaos and the change that we are going through right now and we will continue to go through going forward. You know, there's there's things that we've done in the past that were effective, but we find ourselves again back to square one. You know, we had uh, a series of uh, different events that we would host to help out with uh, wellness, with mental health. We've got on the ground initiatives all over the world that are meant to really help support our people. Right now in India, we actually deployed a help desk um, where you know anybody is like help. I'm looking for a, a hospital bed. I'm looking for oxygen, whether it's for them or for their family. And we've set up stations uh, all throughout the country where people can stop and and get support and get some help. So we actually had somebody. Uh, this actually happened a few times where people were on their way to a hospital. They're finding a hard time getting in, or there's a delay. You've got a relative or that employee that's running low on oxygen. We're at least able to give them a few hours of oxygen to hold them over until they can get uh, a bed. So we're we're doing things like that and and at least giving them some uh, support as much as we possibly can, uh, and that's helping them. You know, at least there's an emergency service that's available if they can't get you know immediate hospital care. But we're finding like I mean, there's not no matter what you do, people are going to be panicked, they're going to be upset and and stressed out. So all we can do is just continue to reach out, offer as much support as we can, um, give them that, you know, emergency number that they can call and know that no matter what time, day or night, we've got a, we've got a whole team of people that will turn over every stone to try and find them care that they need for themselves or their family. Wow, It's, It's helping. But what I'm hearing from my colleagues over there is that they're just getting a little bit numb. Yeah, because the news is so bad and it's pouring in from so many angles and people are losing people all the time that, you know, it's it's overwhelming. It yeah. really is overwhelming. Well, you know, uh, it, it is. And, and I'm glad to hear that, that you're finding creative uh, uh, ways to continue to help your your uh, teams in, in India, um, because, well, uh, you know, it, it is it is the thing that you want to make sure that your your people are well served and and and, uh, you know, remaining as healthy as possible, you know, in the middle of this craziness. Um, Amy, you know, one thing that is a little bit of a concern to me is that over the past 14, 15 months, we've been so focused on all things pandemic, but the world continues to move, right? I mean, the world has not stopped. It's not waiting for us to deal with the pandemic. There's technological change. There's widening or in, you know increasing inequality so this post-pandemic world is not just post-pandemic as in post-covid it is when we finally come back to you know something that resembles normalcy we're going to be realizing that inequality will have grown um between the have and the have nots and i'm not just talking about financially i'm just talking about also access to education to online tools even to the internet uh, that we seems to have found that out recently and didn't know about, about it before. So let me ask you, how do you think, or what do you think 
HR professionals should be thinking about when they are designing this post-pandemic workplace, knowing that it's not just pandemic, it is a lot of other things that have changed dramatically in the past 15 months and will continue to change going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's unimaginable, everything that, that has happened and continues to happen in our world. And it's it's shifting so many things. It's shifting consumer behavior, it's shifting educational behavior. Um, you know, I mean, I think one of the things that a lot of us are really struggling with during this time is, is managing work and your children, yeah. right? As you have children that are trying to, to do uh, homeschooling. And it is not easy, especially for younger children to, to handle that isolation and to just be working on a, on a Zoom meeting. So you've got things like Zoom fatigue and you've got parental fatigue where you're having to sit there and, and help out with homework. I think it would be really interesting to see how the world responds. I'm looking to insurance companies. Like it would be so great to offer some sort of a benefit to employees that offered like a, a, a Zoom tutoring service for kids. Right. I'm, I'm like, I have a friend, I'm trying to get her to sit down and help my daughter with her homework. Cause I'm in meetings from, you know, 6am to 6pm every day. And it's like trying to carve out that time to give her the help and support that she needs with her work. You really need some sort of a dedicated service. I think there's a huge market for that out there yeah. um, that, that, you know, companies could subsidize and help their employees out with that significantly. Um, the other thing is, is the strain on our infrastructure, you know, everybody is on zoom right now. And yeah. I find a lot of people are struggling with connectivity issues. Some people can't afford the connectivity. Um, you know, how, how do you provide that level of support across the board? How do you keep the infrastructure from collapsing? Because if that's yeah. your only means of communication, well, it's a problem when it goes down. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, I know we, we, we probably don't want to be, you know, throwing more fuel into this big fire of um, of the chaotic 2020 through 2021. But the reality is that there are so many things going on out there and it's just, it's just hard to keep an eye on everything that is happening because it's overwhelming. It's been right. overwhelming over the past, you know, many months and it will continue to be overwhelming uh, going forward. How, how, how should we think about HR strategy then, you know, in a world that is changing so fast in every single uh, from every single angle, you know, everything's changing mm-hmm. super fast around us. How, how should we be thinking about HR strategy? Well, I think, you know, we need, we really need to take advantage of this next wave of technology and what's coming out. Like AI is, um, is something that, you know, you and I were talking about that I'm very, very keen on. Um, I'm, I'm trying to design a world for the virtual workforce, because I have a feeling we're going to be stuck here for a while, if not till the end of the year, or maybe even beyond. Um, and so I need to deliver services and support to my employees in a manner that I can reach them. And especially in a manner that um, communicates effectively with the millennials and the Gen Zs out there, because they are the ones um, that are going to be taking over the workforce more and more. And, and they work on, you know, the cell devices, they work on mobile technology. So everything needs to be uh, available to them quickly and easily on this type of device. And I'm looking at how do they interact with the world? How do they like to learn? How do they like to get information? And, you know, I see, I see all these kids, I watch my, my kids and they're, you know, they're talking into their phone. Hey Siri, you know, um, find this, find that. Hey Siri, set an alarm. Well, how great would it be if you had some sort of a tool or technology where you could say, hey, Siri, I need some sort of mental health support uh, because I'm struggling over here in COVID or, hey, Siri, can you help me find access to a hospital that can take my father who's struggling, right? Um, 
And there are some AI enabled tools that are really helpful with this, but I'm looking for, you know, what else can it provide? There's a lot of automated workflow um, that there are some great tools out there that can really support, but I'm looking for that next level of machine learning that can really uh, analyze the sentiment of the employees. Is something urgent? Do you, do you uh, hear that sense that you and I, when we have a conversation with each other, we pick up on those cues, you pick up on the verbal tone of voice, you pick up on the body language, that type of thing, but how do you get some sort of a machine to be able to react quickly and be able to analyze that sentiment to see, is this something that's urgent? How can I help that person? Yeah. Yeah. I I want to ask you, why are you so passionate about technology? And I ask you, I ask you that question because yes, there are some great HR leaders that are very, very passionate about technology and not just because of their work, but because they are actually, you know, you, you sound incredibly passionate about the impact of technology at work and in life in general. What makes you so passionate about it? Well, a couple of things. I mean, first of all, I've worked in the in the tech space my entire career. So I've been in the Silicon Valley for 25 years. And you know, I've always been working with these great companies that are on the forefront of that technology. But more so, I'm paying attention to the younger generations. I'm paying attention to their behaviors and how they interact with the world. And it is all about technology with this with these generations right they are complete digital natives and i'm recognizing that that this is my audience my audience is not people like me not people with gray hair right we're we're starting to age out of the workforce eventually we are going to be retiring and so i need to be developing tools and resources for the younger generations that make sense to them and they are all about the technology also I'm embracing the idea that if I can bring in some tools and resources to handle a lot of these tactical work, that frees up time for my staff to be strategic, to be impactful, to inject that empathy, that human connection uh, with our employees. So for me, I just, my, I mean, my vision statement for my department is the perfect marriage of the digital and human interaction, because I want to bring both, but have more a deep and meaningful connection with our employees. Um, with the human side of things and then automate as much as we possibly can on the more tactical. I, I absolutely love that. Uh, how do you manage the, by the way, for everybody who is listening to us, we had, we had a, a list of topics that we wanted to talk about and we are not talking about any of them. We're talking about something completely different, <laughs> uh, which by the way, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying. Uh, you know, you were talking about before about the emergency going on with in India, of course, and particularly your staff in India. Mm-hmm. And also you're talking about how can I leave a better workplace for those who are younger today that may that they may not even be in the workplace today, uh, but they will be eventually. So mm-hmm. you're talking about two very different timescales in here, the, the mm-hmm. urgency of today and the long-term. How do you manage that in your, in your mind? How do you manage dealing with the urgency of the day with, I also want to change things to create a better workplace for the future? Well, it's, I'm lucky in the sense that I have a fantastic operations team that's helping me explore some of the tools and technology that are possible for the future. And then I have an amazing HR um, business partner team that's on the ground that's really helping out with the immediate urgent needs. So we kind of, we have a, we can balance. And then you have you know, maybe Europe is uh, is seeing a little bit more progress. They're not having as, as much of a, a, an urgency on the COVID situation. We can deploy some of those resources to help us with some of the bigger long-term projects while India is struggling with what's going on right there right now. Yeah, well, that, that's fantastic. And I want to ask you one last question as we wrap up our chat. And, and it is this. Uh, 
lot of people, including in HR, are fearful of the impact of technology, um, you know, in their in their job, or losing the job altogether uh, because of technology. What's your message to them? What do you say to those that are fearful of how technology will impact what they do? I would say you got to look at the bigger picture. Uh, here's the thing is that technology, it is never going to replace the need for human connection ever, right? It, all it's going to do is replace a lot of the tactical work that we do, a lot of the time-consuming work that we do and automate it, make it much more effective. This frees up time for people to really have those deep and meaningful conversations with employees. One thing that is very true about the millennial and Gen Z populations in particular is they are really looking for meaning in their work. They wanna work for a company that has purpose and a purpose that connects to their own personal purpose and, and their own personal values. They wanna know the company they work for cares about things like the environment, like um, when, women's issues, like social justice, things like that. These things are critically important. They're looking for more than just a job. They're looking for a, an experience, a holistic experience. So we are really trying to look at this as um, what does success look like for the individual? So we don't talk about career paths. We talk about success paths, yeah. right? And for us, it's looking at, okay, what do, where do you want to go in your career? And that trajectory can look different for everybody, but success to you could mean something very different than it does to me. Yeah. Maybe you have a young family and you need time, you know, you want to have time put aside to help them and you need help with their education support or whatever the case may be. Or you could be a very early career professional. You're just focused on the job, right? It's everything is different for everybody. So trying to create a more personalized path, success path for individuals so that they really feel like they have a connection to the, to the company, they have a connection to the outcomes of the company, they can see what their contribution is, and they, they really feel that, that deep sense of loyalty to that organization and that that organization cares about them. Well, this is all human effort that is required, yeah. right? We'll be able to automate some pieces of this. You're never going to let go of the human. And I'm excited about the tech piece because that means it's freeing up more resources that I can deploy on this effort to help develop these success paths for people. Yeah, absolutely. So what what in my in my view that that means is we gotta understand the the how technology can help us do that. But at the end of the day, it's a return to becoming more human. That human that somewhere for you know for a long period of time was lost because we were focused on doing things that you know, we may not be good at, and now technology will be helping us uh, do, and we can, you know, effectively focus on the empathetic, you know, uh, creative curiosity side of things. So, um, Amy, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Wonderful conversation. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR podcast. See you all soon. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.